Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the best bits of Series 4. Help, I sexted my boss. My name is Jordan North and this handsome chap is... William Hanson. There we go. Season 4. Series 4. Season Series 4. Yes, we had... I think Series 4 was quite good. Quite good. Yes. Do you? I don't want to say any more than that, because that would be immodest. A few people have texted me, friends, family. Yeah, two people, to be fair, saying that season four was the best. Series. Series four was the best. They feel like we've grown into our place, characters. Characters? Yeah. Well, we're not not figments of people's imagination. We are real. Prick us and we bleed. In this retrospective episode, um, let's let's look back at some of our, our best bits. Jordan's got some very good best bits, and this is the time that it's time for us to review them, okay. to present our, our special moments. Yep. And I don't think you get any more special than probably everyone's favourite moment from Series 4. It came off the back of a letter that Rachel wrote to us about the etiquette of ghosting. Yep. And we sort of answered that, but then... For some reason, I decided to ask you if you believed in ghosts. Hi, Jordan and William, or William and Jordan, just so I don't offend either of you. I was introduced to your wonderfully funny podcast at the end of your most recent season, he means series, while on the way back from a hen-do in Ibiza. uh, In Ibiza. Ibiza. Uh, The episodes I listened to on the tedious car journey down the M5 had me giggling all the way. I've now made it my summer task to listen back through all the previous episodes, and they have gotten me through some very long afternoons in in work, I can tell you that. My reason for writing to you is this. I'm looking for some advice on dating, more specifically internet dating. I've been on dating websites for a while now and noticed that men in particular have fallen into this pattern of behaviour known as ghosting. Essentially, this is where a man will go on a date, or in some cases a couple of dates, and then suddenly, with no explanation or reason, he will stop responding to messages, and you will never hear from him again. Now, I know that this isn't working out conversation can be daunting, but surely this isn't the etiquette that young men should be encouraged to follow. Advice, please. Rachel. Um, on ghosting, it's, it's horrible. Do you know what ghosting means? Uh, well, yeah, it's when people don't respond. Yeah, um, it's horrible. I be- get that with you on WhatsApp. Yeah, because I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. It's horrible. You work one day a week. I do more than that. I am a creative. I'm always working. You've got a chalkboard with ideas. <laughs> it's horrible to be ghosted. It is. Mm. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah. Just side note. 
Did you not hear about? I had a gay ghost in my room in uni. <laughs> he put the willies up me. Have you not heard that one? <laughs> they actually got my room blessed by my, by my Irish Catholic mate. Did you have an exorcism? Right, I just remember a couple of nights I was in my room in uni and I felt the presence of a man in my bed. Right. <laughs> 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 have I never told you this before? Have I never... T- Okay, I remember. This is. I'm being deadly serious. I remember coming home and telling my mum and dad. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm being serious. How have I not told you this before? Right. Right. So I just had the presence in the corner of my room. I can remember it now. Not even joking. I just felt like there was a a bloke in my bed, and it really freaked me out. I felt like one night it touched me. I'm not even joking. (laughs) I'm not even joking. I'm not even. I'm being serious here. So I got my room blessed by my mate. He blessed it, and I never had any trouble since. He blessed my room with holy water. He come back from Ireland and blessed it. So, in answer to your question, yes, I do believe in ghosts, and I believe that ghosts are also straight, bisexual, and gay. That still makes me laugh. Yeah, I that still makes me giggle. Uh, gay ghost and chomping on pork are my favourite yes. bits ever. I mean, that wasn't series four. That was series but three. But. Of the whole. Help I sexted my boss. Mm. Um, There's a theme. Um, sadly, though, with series four, there was a lot of chat about circumcision, mm. thanks to a letter that one of the listeners sent in. One of the colleagues had gone away. I think we should just cut this whole bit. You, you, that was my joke. <laughs> that was that was my joke on the episode. I think we should just cut this out of the podcast. Also, that joke that you've then stolen, because of that, I, when I was making that joke the first time, weeks and weeks and weeks ago, I missed the fact that you couldn't actually say the word circumcised, which we'll hear now. This is from James. Dear Sirs, I'm new to your podcast but love it, and I'm now making my way through your back (laughs) catalogue. Grow up, Hanson. Grow up. I said nothing. Grow up. <laughs> Following a conversation at work, I wanted to check if there are certain topics off limit for the work environment. Yep. Recently, a colleague was off work for a week, so I assumed he must have been off on vacation. I think he means holiday. When he returned, a few of us were having coffee, and when I asked where he had been, I was expecting to hear Spain or Greece. But he proceeded to explain that he had been for an adult circumcision. And had, wow, and had taken some time off to rest after the operation. In addition to this news, he explained in lots of detail what had happened during the operation and the way too much information about the outcome and recovery. Brilliant. If this wasn't enough, another colleague chipped in to say his teenage son had been done last year too. <laughs> Ouch, tough age for that kind of thing. And then it developed into an episode of embarrassing bodies with people trying to outdo each other with their medical maladies. So, is this, and medical information, an acceptable topic for a work environment? Kind regards, James. When do you get circumcised? I think this conversation will be cut. When you get circumcised? What is it? Circumcised? Circumcised? 
Oh, I've just clicked on that. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> I'm really proud. I think that's the best joke I've ever done. <laughs> A little apology now to Steph, whose letter was, was, you know, we're very grateful that anyone decides to write to us. But Steph, I think, had obviously written the letter in a bit of a hurry. And I was obviously in a mood and couldn't read the letter. Yeah, I think I took over and read this, didn't I? Well, you attempted to as well. Let's have a listen to this. Okay, uh, this is from Stephanie. It's an email. Dear William and Jordan, I have just... Why are you laughing at that? I haven't said anything funny. It's because of the name. It's every time with that name. Stephanie. It's got a fanny in it, hasn't it? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> this is from Steph. In fact, that is actually how she signed off her email, so there we go. This is from Steph. Dear William and Jordan, I have just finished binge listening to all three series after discovering the podcast after you finish series three, so I cannot wait for new episodes. Ah, oh, thanks, Steph. I have always been very keen in recycling as much as I can. Yeah, save the power, save the world, man. Fight the power. That's the one. So when the place of work decided to introduce separate bins in all areas for general recycling and good waste, I was... I think she means food waste. Steph, always proofread your email before you send it to us. Uh, and food waste, in fact, food waxed, she's put. W-A-T-S-E. Don't be so... Don't, I don't... If, Steph, you've not even spelt your name right here, love. Come on. I... <laughs> oh, it's not funny. I've always been very... <laughs> what are you laughing at, then? I've always been very keen in recycling as much as I can. So when the place of work decided to introduce separate bins in all areas... <laughs> what so funny? I'm sorry, I can't go on. <laughs> what so funny? I don't know. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? No, you good luck. <laughs> Christ, it's like in hieroglyphics, this Steph. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. <laughs> I've always been very keen in recycling as much as I can. So when I place of work, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> decided to int- to do separate bins in all areas for general recycling and good waste, I was very pleased. I noticed quite often, mainly in the canteen, staff putting things in the wrong bins. Ty makes me very angry. (laughs) Who's Ty? Oh, this makes me very angry. (laughs) Can I speak to these people? Let me know the right way, or do I have to leave (laughs) this to those... You are monitoring this. I think it's such a simple thing to do these days. Thanks for advice in advance. Can regards, Steph from Surrey. Jordan, are you still, you know, we've done Series 4 now, we're about to start Series 5. Are you still a busy person? Um, I have been, I've been really busy, yeah. Are you still as busy as you were last series when you whipped out your to-do list? There's just not enough hours in the day. How's your week been? Any news? It's been all right. It's fine. Um, 
yeah, that's been quite a quiet week, actually. Next week's terribly busy. You go mad when I say, I'm busy, I'm busy. Next week, yes, I'm but, terribly so busy. So, age seven, my father told me the following words, and I, in the last couple of years, not, not, not just related to you, but in a lot of people, I realised that, as with most things, he was right. If you want something done, ask a busy person. Why? Because a busy person will always do it on time, without fuss. Yeah. Not very busy people. It's an issue. Is that aiming at me? No, 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 no. I'm not not, not directly. If if you go, if you get put on my to do list in my phone and my notes, you will get done. Look, (laughs) lucky me. I'll show you now to do list. Here, do you want me to go through my to do? If you, if it's serious business, if you get on this to do list, you get done right. To do today. Try clothes on for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's not busy, darling. <laughs> no, because I... That's not busy. Right, shut up. Clean toilet. <laughs> Pack. Gym. <laughs> <laughs> you genuinely thought you were going to prove something. No, I am. Watch, because it gets busy. Right, Sheffield social media post. What? I've got to do it. I'm opening a... Oh, hashtag ad. <laughs> I'm doing some of... Uh, um, um, hashtag spawn. Oh, if you're, if you're in Sheffield, by the way, on Thursday the 7th of November, I'm doing the Christmas party at Meadow Hall. I've got, like, Jonas Blue, Elle Henderson there. And, and, what and when you say you're doing it, what, you're blowing up the balloons? No, I'm hosting it, right. Handing out Haribo? With Kel Spellman, off of Radio 1. Didn't and he do Frasier? No. That's Kelsey Grammer, sorry. Match of the day, right, to-do list. Sheffield social media post. Match of the day X ideas. Ideas for Sunday's show. Monies slash invoices up to date. DJ set list for next week. Emails. <laughs> Listen to latest episode of Call TFL and get wallet. Oh, my wallet's been handed in. Yes, I, yeah. I saw your tweet. Buy David Cameron book. I've already got that. So you yeah, cross that off. Yeah, busy. Gosh, busy, busy, busy. Busy. But if you get put on that list, serious. Like, real talk. Have I ever been on that list? Yeah, you are probably on yesterday's or last week's. Hmm. Reply to messages. And uh, just off the back of that, how did um, the Sheffield Christmas party go at Meadow Hall? Oh, it got (laughs) (laughs) cancelled. So you really weren't that busy? No, we got got flooded in. Is that the word? You got flooded in? Yeah, so basically people had to stay overnight. They called us. We got there and... Within 20 minutes of being there, we got called into a meeting. They said, yeah, it's off. I was like, you're joking. I've just come all the way up from London. So me and Kel, mm. um, we, we were looking. enough... He's good, him. He's, he's good. He should get more work. Um, we, we were um, lucky enough to get the last train home. I forgot about that. Oh, that seems a lifetime ago. Yeah. I was on a train drinking Echo Falls with Fleur East. True story. Wow. And oh, another adventure that you had up into the, to the north was when we did the Manchester Podcast Festival. Yes, we did the Manchester Podcast Festival in November. Yes. And um, I, th- I really enjoyed that. It was nice to, to do sort of a, a warm-up for our tour uh, that then happened in January. Okay, so this is some highlights of us opening the Manchester Podcast Festival. This is us live in front of an audience of 28,000, was it? About 28,000 people, yeah. And I I, gave, I performed a citizen's arrest on you live on stage. I did actually literally floor you, basically. You did, yeah. That's, if you hear, you'll hear quite a, quite a loud, heavy thump as Jordan's body mass hits the floor. We'll start how we usually start the, the podcast. How's mm. your week been? Well, I excelled myself this week in being a fine, upstanding citizen. Uh, I'd finished having my hair cut. Uh, I was off to the post office, 
And as I came out of Harrods, I saw on... You had your hair cut in Harrods. You know that's where I... I didn't know you had it cut in Harrods. Yeah. Is this the same as Princess... Don't talk about money. Who said how much is that? That's very vulgar. Half price for William. How much... Was this... Do you have the same hairdresser as her? No, as as, um, Princess Anne. It's the same hairdresser as Princess Anne. Right, Okay. Okay. carry on. Same haircut, you could argue, as well. Um, So I had finished uh, having my haircut. I was sort of walking to Knightsbridge Post Office and... uh, as I, a woman, uh, sort of, if I'm being kind, late thirties, passed me, <laughs> and I heard she went, she went up to this young sort of nineteen-year-old tourist female and said, "Collecting for charity, do you have any money?" Mm. And she stood incredibly close to this this young lady, and I, and I passed now. And I thought that was it's a bit odd to stand that close if you're asking for charity. And I turned around and saw her withdraw a wallet something from this girl's pocket and hand it to a, la- a younger lady going past in a pram who took it and carried on walking. Well, it was fairly obvious what's going on here. So I rushed back and said to this young girl, I'm sorry, stop, this lady has just taken something from your pocket. And I don't think that the tourist spoke, spoke a lot of English, so she, she didn't really sort of get it. And I was then attacked um, verbally by uh, the other one. No, I'm just selling her flowers. I'm, she wasn't from Manchester. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just selling her flowers. I'm just selling her flowers. And I decided, well, I thought, I've done my bit. I think I'll call it quits before it, it gets worse. And I needed to get stamps anyway, so... <laughs> It's literally like being with your grandma, isn't it? Off I went, and I was so riled up that this could happen, and and obviously, clearly, it had worked, because I don't think she got it back. And as I was then walking along the other side of the Brompton Road, back to, back to the tube on the other side, I saw them again doing it, the same, same act happening, but I was a, a good distance away. And so I got out my phone, and there was some hoarding, so I stood behind the hoarding, and I filmed them. And that six times optical zoom on the iPhone 11 Pro really has paid for itself now. And so I've submitted it to uh, South Kensington Police and I hope they rot in jail because they are awful. And uh, sadly, Harrod Security said, I'm afraid it happens every hour. So please be careful if you ever go and get your hair cut in Harrods (laughs) because there are some nasty people around. He told me about this today when when we we met at the train station and he said... It's not very funny, but it's true. (laughs) You asked... He said that he was so concerned, he actually Googled and watched the YouTube video on how to do a citizen's arrest. I did. But I've never had to think I'd do it. You know, you go to that part of the world... Can you imagine this man giving you a citizen's arrest? There is an art. There is, it's very, has anyone ever done it? No. Well, anyway, let me... Do, well, shall I do a demonstration? Oh, on me? Yeah, yeah, yeah Jordan, yeah, you right, better. Okay. Okay. Right. Jordan, you just stand there and look like you're up to no... You just stand normal. This is fine. <laughs> right, so what, I'm a... You pr- yeah, pretend to be pickpocketing. Consider yourself. <laughs> Consider yourself one of the family. Less artful dodger, more Nancy. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, okay, so you need to you come up to them and you have to touch them on the shoulder. That's the only part of the body you're allowed to touch them on. Right. And you say, "Excuse me." Yeah. And then you go oh, like this. Oh, oh, oh. And then like so. Oh, oh, oh. Like this. <laughs> And you say, anything you say will be held against you, if you're lucky. And say you're guilty. I'm guilty. Say I've been a very bad boy. (laughs) I've been a very bad boy. And that's how you perform a citizen's arrest, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.
<laughs> no damage done, I hope. So that was us live on stage in Manchester at the Manchester Podcast Festival. One thing that I've loved about this series, something that's developed mm. and now turned into a character and a big part of the show, is um, my impression of Sarah Hansen, your mother. Which is <laughs> libelous on every single level. Off the back of the fact I made some comment, like, oh, she doesn't wait until 12 or something to have a drink. To have a drink. So now she sounds like a transvestite. What is it? Not a, trans- Not a transvestite. Transylvanian. Now she sounds like a Transylvanian, yes. Yeah. Um, let's let's just cut, because this is now a big part, and I can promise you, in the new up-and-coming fifth series, there's going to be loads of impressions of Sarah and Brian. Oh, good. Um, this is how the impressions of Sarah Hansen started. Get off your phone, please. It was a very important text oh. for my mother. Oh. Because yeah. the... the Local council have agreed to build 450 houses in the fields opposite our family house, and they're very sad. Oh, boo bloody who? Oh, I feel for them. I bet they've had every been knocking on every door around yours, getting petitions going, haven't they? Yes. Your mother there with her white long silk gloves on, <laughs> darling. What's your mum called? Sarah. Darling, it's Sarah from 32. I'm so sorry. Sarah from... I love that you think we live in a house that has a number. Oh, What's your house got? Uh, oh, yeah, I'll just give out the address, shall <laughs> I? Hang on, let me do it again. <laughs> Darling. Let's just call it Hanson Manor. Wait, I can do the best Williams mummy. You've never met ever. her. Darling, it's Sarah from Hanson Manor. I'm so sorry to knock on your door like a commoner, but I've heard they're building 400, yes, darling, 450 houses across the field from us. Would you like to sign my petition? And please, darling, can I have a stiff one? I need a drink. It's only half past ten. Right, so let's move on. James um, <laughs> James Williams' brother that listens to the podcast. I'm sorry, I'm only joking. Actually, I can't wait to meet your mum and dad. You're not day. meeting them. I can't believe I've never met your mum and dad. Mm. What does it mm mean? That says a lot about our friendship. You keep me hidden away. I'm like a secret boyfriend. Yeah. Do your mum and dad even know about me? So, if you want our help with something, then you can tweet us. Why have I never met you, Mum and Dad? You can send us your tales of trepidation to help at sexedmyboss.com. Rude. Uh, you can send... Uh, I've done that. Oh, I can't believe that. No, they do, they do know of you. Do they? Mm. Why have I never met them? I don't know, actually. I'm, I'm a nice young lad. I'm, I'm a bit rough around edges, I know that. I just worry what you'll say. Yeah, but don't... I mean, look what you say on mic. Yeah, but don't forget, like, when I'm when we do the podcast, I play up to it to wind you up half the time. I'm not, like... But you really don't. Yeah, that's Because you true. really are like this <laughs> off mic. In fact, if anything, this is a sanitised version. <laughs> it is. Before, I went to the toilet and I, I, took a, I went to the lavatory. And it took a bit longer than what I thought. And William's like, where have you been? I went, sorry, I dropped the kids off as I was there. Yeah, and you'll say that to my parents because you'll think it's hilarious and they're going to laugh. <laughs> you see, you find it funny. Sarah, sorry, love, I've just dropped kids off and you're downstairs, Lou. Oh, darling, don't worry about it. I'm too pissed to notice, You've made her sound like Ivanka Trump. <laughs> darling, I'm, I'm too pissed to notice, darling. <laughs> Ivanka Trump or Ivana Trump? William, darling, get your mother another drink. It's ten o'clock in the morning, darling. <laughs> Ah, uh, darlings, I'm so glad you're back for the new series, darlings. I mean, I was pissed for a lot of the, the now, okay. current series. William, don't interrupt mother, darling. Don't interrupt mother. I'm still, I'm still talking, darling. I'm you, so you glad you're back for my hand. I'm so glad you're back for no series, darlings. Champagne, champagne all around, darlings. Champagne. 
My other favourite woman is, of course, the Duchess of Cornwall, who, like my mother, was greatly, greatly maligned with this letter that came in. I mean, we do like it when our GM divas get creative with their letters, but this perhaps was borderline treason. Dear... What? I'm sorry. Dear producer Ben Jordan and HRH William, I'm no... Look, right. This is taking the... Piss now. Admittedly, you've put HRH, but if you're doing, in order of, when you write a letter to someone, you always put the most important person first. So if someone has an HRH title, you would put them first. He is Producer becomes underneath the HRH. Don't twist my words. You should see his face now. I'm so happy. At my work, my colleagues know I refuse to watch ITV. It's utter SHITE. ITV know this because they grade their channels on. <laughs> On levels of shite. One, two, three, and four. And the worst, ITVB. <laughs> I want to be Christopher's friend. Despite this, I'm being constantly asked by work colleagues about a love island. Something to do with Anton Deck and a documentary about a northern street. Imagine my horror when I discovered that His Royal Highness, Charles the Prince of Wales, has a two-part documentary on ITV1 about the Duchy of Cornwall. I love Cornwall. I have stayed at a Duchy of Cornwall holiday cottage and I had a ride on the Duchy... This guy sounds a bigger snob than you. I had a ride on the Duchess of Cornwall from St Moore's to Falmouth. <laughs> he wasn't a fairy. So I had to watch the... Pre- you dare, how dare you speak about our future queen? Duchess of Cornwall? What, Camilla? Yes. She's not going to be... Oh, is she? Oh, she's married to the... She I'm not! Married. I'm saying who's not been... Who's not had a ride on the Duchess of Cornwall? Fairy. Does this make me a hypocrite and have I lowered my standards too far? Kind regards, Christopher. P.S. Keep up the good work. Does producer Ben get to enjoy the D after the podcast? <laughs> Only if he's lucky. I'm sorry, but you have so written this letter. This is I you. <laughs> this is all your innuendo. This is William Hansen to a T. You have written this. I promise you I haven't. P.S. Keep up the good work. Does producer Ben enjoy the D after the podcast? I stayed at the Duchy of Cornwall Holiday Cottage and I had a ride on the Duchess of Cornwall Ferry. Yeah, this is you. What was the question again? Basically, he doesn't watch ITV, but he realised he watched ITV for this documentary because of Prince Charles. Is he a hypocrite? In my book, no. Do you want to know another one of my favourites? Go on. The letter we had from Rachel. Mm. Uh, we met Rachel at one of our shows as well, actually. Mm. One of our live shows. And Rachel came up with the idea of having friends around at Christmas. A friend's Christmas party, a.k.a. Don't sigh. <laughs> Fistmas. Fistmas. This is brilliant. This one is from Rachel Egan. It's come on. It's come to us via email. Are you drunk? Could you read this? Do you want me to read it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Have some. Let me pour you some. Pass me a glass, you pisshead. It's this one here. Are you sure you want to come for a drink? I might just have a little water. Just like your mother. Can we get a sick bucket for William? Dear William and Jordan, every year in mid-December, my husband and I host a festive soiree for our closest friends. We call the event Fistmas. <laughs> Good heavens. Fistmas. That says Fistmas, doesn't it? It does. We call the event Fistmas, which has developed over time from the original title of Friends Christmas. Fistmas. I love it. I love it. It's my new favourite word. We're going to have a Fistmas this year, aren't we? <laughs> Oh, if you're coming. You will be after I've been giving you no! a fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
This is brilliant. The aim of the party is to get merry, play some games and eat some festive food, usually in the style of a buffet. I like to cook all the buffet food myself from scratch. Just go to Iceland. We have recently become close friends with a vegan couple who attended Fistmas 2018 and are coming back to Fistmas 29 at this year. Does she realise what it's called? <laughs> Last year, I prepared some... Separate vegan dishes and also made communal dishes. Communal. 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 It's not communal, it's communal. Communal. Yes. Some communal dishes that were possible to make without meat and dairy. Vegan in anticipation of all guests enjoying the same food where possible. It's like year eight again, this. May have to read it in front of class. <laughs> I'm sure you used to do it to annoy me. However, in order to make sure my vegan guests didn't accidentally eat anything they wouldn't want to, I placed the vegan food on a separate table to the non-vegan dishes. This separation of all vegan dishes caused the meat eaters to totally avoid the vegan table, despite a lot of them being meant for everyone's enjoyment. This led to significant wastage slash doggy bag requirements. I would like to ask if you think I should take a different approach this year with the preparation of vegan dishes. I am desperate not to exclude them but also conscious not to cause wastage or confusion to other guests who simply want to relax and enjoy the Christmas party. <laughs> Thank you for your kind help. I really do look forward to your podcast each week. Ah, I suffer with mental health sometimes. It really lifts my spirits when I feel down. I'm very grateful for all the hard work you put into it, make each episode. Big up the D, Rachel. Ah, oh, Rachel. That, that's, that's lovely, Rachel. That's lovely. Thank you for taking the time to write. Ah, oh, Fistmas. That's going to be our annual thing now. And of course, it? we had a Fistmas party, didn't we? We did. So you came round to mine for some old Fistmas fun. Uh, we did. Although, really, the highlight of the lo- end of last year for me was our group trip to see the greatest West End show of all time. Sadly, though, the meal that we had before that didn't go brilliantly well. Hey, what about that meal before? Well, that was a disaster. Oh, Can I just say, the restaurant that Your Ben and fault. I agreed... No. Don't go my fault. I was Your happy fault. for Franca Manka, but I also said is I've been loads lately. It'd be nice to go somewhere a bit different. So I picked somewhere that was... Oh, no, you can't... With Ben, you cannot win, because I suggest- He would moan a... Moan the back legs off a donkey, wouldn't he? <laughs> I, I went as a joke in our WhatsApp group. Oh, let's, let's go to the Savoy or Claridge's. And Ben was like, oh, well... I'm not made of money. To this trip's going to bankrupt me. To so then fair. I then said Franca Manca or Oaxaca. And he's like, oh, I think we can do a bit better than that. To be I fair, can't win. I, I agree with him there. Like, it is a bit dear. And don't forget, we only pay him in biscuits. <laughs> he's literally sat next to us eating as a plate. Sitting, <laughs> eating a plate. Sitting. Oh, for f- every time that winds me up. Sitting next to you. He's sitting nibbling next to on us a hobnob. plate of biscuits. He's taking a selfie now. Mm. So yeah, we went to a restaurant. What were it? Were it tapas? Were it French? Cicchetti. What's that? It's not called Cicchetti. That is actually another restaurant. But it's Cicchetti. It's uh, it's Italian tapas. Venetian oh. themed. For, and it Although, was nice, but it was terrible service. Basically, you have to order. It's, it's like, I'll tell you what it is. It's like going out and ordering a picky tea. Well, and, and, well we That's were in this... tapas is really, isn't it? It's we were in this tea. very trendy London restaurant. One of them where they bring water in a wine bottle because it's trendy. And, uh, and Jordan goes, oh, can we order some bread and butter? To be fair, they did actually bring you some bread and, and olive oil. Yeah, and I asked for butter. And he looked at me like I'd just... Sprouted four heads, yeah. Cancelled Christmas. I was like, what's wrong with... And Mikey, Mikey was looking at me so lovingly. I was, was opposite he? Mikey. It was pity. Yeah, he kept going... He kept, every time I buttered me bread, he kept looking at William and going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
didn't he? He yeah. kept going, sorry, he kept going, oh, we had bloody a- hell, get that down, you lad. That'll put hairs on your chest, that. With graft I've had, I need some bread and butter. Some bread and dripping for me, pal. Have you got any bread and dripping? Any bread and dripping? That's what he said. We uh, we had a whole. Never gr- gets old. There were ten of us. We should say it was, yeah. it was a big it was a big soiree, and uh, Ben's girlfriend came. She was doing vegan week and ordered pork, which was interesting. She had pork. We had as well. I got told <laughs> pork twice in a night. Producer Ben has his head in his hands. I knew they had to rush off at the end of the evening. <laughs> now did, I know didn't why. They? Oh, to be young and horny again. <sighs> Those were the days. Or indeed, horny. <laughs> <laughs> so there was us at Mary Poppins. Kick your knees up, step in time. Kick your knees up, step in time. Never need a reason, never need a rhyme. Kick your knees up, step in time. How many times have you been to see it since, Jordan? How many? Uh, zero. How many times have you been to see it? Four. Since then, yep. you need to mm. get laid. <laughs> you Seriously, I don't know why Mikey stopped putting out, but you really need to get laid. You do, because I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. I hate it, actually. <laughs> Yeah, you seriously need to get laid. Right, uh, apparently we're putting this at, at the end, so it must be one of the biggest highlights from the series, according to the production team here at Help I Sex and My Boss. Producer Ben Oof. spoke. Look at him peering through the glass. So the penultimate episode of Help I Sex and My Boss series four, I was reading a letter from Aaron and William got very drunk. In fact, as the series went on, William got more and more drunk. What he's, can I say? It's hereditary. It's definitely his mother's son. <laughs> and producer Ben got so angry, he actually spoke. He did. He spoke. But just listen to this. Did right. he speak or was it you doing an impression? It's so no, hard to tell. But so many people went, oh my God, Ben spoke. He actually does sound like, oh, hi guys. Seriously, William, will you stop drinking? William, you're drunk again. William, I've you're drunk you again. Um, we're going to ruin it. So have a listen to the bit where Ben spoke. We have a question from Aaron. Hiya, Aaron. Hello, Jordan and William. Sorry if I have the order wrong. You do. I remember in an early episode, William explained to Jordan that you do not clink as it is deemed as com... As it... I remember in an early episode, William explained to Jordan that you do not clink as it is deemed common. I have started enforcing this rule whenever people raise a glass. When they ask why you don't, I... When they... I mean, the punctuation would really help here. No, sorry, Darren. Um, Aaron. Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. William's blaming you, but it's just because he's pissed again. There's, there's not a full stop in sight. Or a comma. Do you want me to read it? No. I remember in an early episode, William... Ex- I remember in an early episode, William explained to Jordan that you do not clink as it is deemed common. Oh, for fuck's sake, come on, man. I have started doing this rule where, whenever people raise a glass. When they ask why you don't clink, I say, I have no idea. William Hansen says it is common. Can you explain why it is common and where the glass clinking originated from, please? Aaron. That's a great question. And he sent that to us on Instagram, we're at sextedmyboss. That was a great question. Why don't we clink and why is clinking common? So, Ben, Ben, what's wrong? William, you're pissed again. <laughs> I tell you every time, so it's <gasps> Have we just heard producer Ben talk? Yes. <laughs> See, producer Ben Your only... Your is very accurate. <laughs> producer Ben only talks when we get told off. <laughs> Did you just hear that? 
A first Ian Divas. Producer Ben shouting at William Hansen for being drunk. You are pissed. Does that mean he's entitled to any money? No. No? No, because it was shorter than 30 seconds. Okay. I it up. So there you go. That was the Series 4 highlights. William Hansen and I will be back for Series 5 on the 31st of March. Goodbye. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you, you were different. Like you were real different. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>